You are listening to Revival Talk. I'm Pastor Terry Bailey, and I want to thank you for joining me today on the podcast. In today's podcast, we are talking about 2024 and beyond. In this message, I'm sharing prophetic exhortations about the year to come. For more information about our ministry, go to RevivalTalk.org. I've titled my message this morning, 2024 and beyond. Usually we look for a phrase, we look for something out of what God is saying to kind of frame the year and give it a theme. But I just haven't been able to really put, get something that I felt we could, could say that with, put a stamp on it. I just feel like this year is so much different than years in the past that we're going to have to be careful how we hear the voice of God this year. And we're going to have to be led by the Spirit. Psalms 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Selah. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. Since November of last year, I've been praying and meditating for prophetic direction for this year, 2024. I've wrestled with this message for some weeks now. And I've simply titled this message, 2024 and Beyond. Why Beyond? Because we cannot limit what God desires to do to 12 calendar months. I believe these prophetic exhortations become a foundation of what God desires to do in the months and the years to come should Jesus tarry his coming. Revelation chapter 2 verse 11 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This command is repeated 15 times in the New Testament. As believers, we need prophetic insight and direction. We must learn to listen and be led by the Holy Spirit especially this year, and I heard someone use this phrase, we need to have a new ear to hear this year. We need to be careful how we tune in to what heaven is saying. You say, well, pastor, is God still speaking today? Some would say, I thought God has kind of gone silent. We have the word of God. God is not speaking today. Well, look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today... Today, if you will hear his voice. This year is very different than years past. We'll need to be strategic in listening for heaven's instruction this year. 
Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As we enter a new year, we need the word of the Lord. We need prophetic direction. And the Bible teaches that we should seek after and value prophetic direction. In Jeremiah 33, 3, the scriptures declare, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. The word mighty there comes from a Hebrew word that means secret things. I like the way the Amplified Bible reads. It says, fenced in and hidden things which you do not know. As we pray and wait in the presence of the Lord, he gives revelation about things we are experiencing and about the future. The prophet Amos penned these words in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. We must remember that prophetic ministry is for our comfort, for our exhortation, and our encouragement. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. In 1 Corinthians 13, 9, we learn that prophetic ministry never reveals the whole picture but only a part. The scripture reads, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. And let me say this about prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry needs guardrails. Prophetic ministry needs guardrails. God uses prophetic ministry to give us a glimpse into the future, but it is incomplete by itself. John, the beloved disciple, the longest living apostle, instructed us in his first epistle to the New Testament church that we must test the spirits. 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we have to test the word. The apostle Paul wrote to instruct the Thessalonians, and he gave them the following instruction concerning prophetic ministry. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21, Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully, Hold fast to that which is good. The Pauline letters give us many instructions concerning prophetic ministry. Number one, we're to value prophecy. Number two, we are to judge and test the words. Now, how do we judge and test the words? Well, it was a word that I really didn't want to hear, so I'm just going to not receive it. No, that's not the way you judge or test it. You judge it based on the word of God. Did it have the spirit of Jesus in it? Did it confirm what God has been saying to me already? Come on, somebody. Now, I've had the parking lot prophets pull me out in the parking lot. I just want to give you a word. I had one man one time. He wanted to give me a word. He told me, the Lord wants you to move far, far away from here. I thought, I want to move far, far away from here right now. <laughs> and he gave me a whole other word, but it didn't bear witness with my spirit. I said, you know, I appreciate that, but that's not what God's been saying to me. So I understood and knew that what he was saying was not born of the spirit, but it was born of the flesh. Boy, I'm preaching good. I can't get a bit of help in here. So we judge and we test the words. We're to try the spirits and the motivation behind the words that are spoken. And then we must be accountable for what we speak. If we're going to say, thus saith the Lord, it needs to be, thus saith the Lord. Not, thus saith Terry, not, thus saith my opinion. It needs to be, thus saith the Lord. Because we're going to be held accountable for our words. In 2 Chronicles 20, 20, so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, 
Hear, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Social media is filled with people prophesying without accountability. Just winging it out there to anybody and everybody. We need to have accountability. We need to have guardrails. We need to have people who we're submitted to. We need to submit our words of the Lord in the fear of God. We need to pray over them, make sure that this is what God is saying. It's not guesswork. It's not something that I just have a, a feeling or an impression about. But I'm to try the word and test the word. Many times before I get to you with a word, I've tried that word and tested that word and prayed over that word and, and labored over that word. Just because there's fake and just because there's people who do it out of an evil heart and use it to manipulate others does not negate the truth of God's word and the fact that we still have prophetic ministry today. God's bringing pure, purity to the prophetic. He's exposed, exposing those who are not walking in truth. Last year we titled 2023 the best of times and the worst of times. Several weeks ago we did a review of 2023 on a Wednesday night where we went back and we examined all the things that we had spoken last year and we, we just did a review and we said, well, here's where we believe that we are. And you can go back to our YouTube channel or you can go back on Facebook if you desire. And you can look at that. It's right there for you to watch. But here's the things that we said last year. Last year we said that this would be a year of retribution. What is retribution? It's the act of punishing or taking vengeance for wrongdoing, sin, or injury. Synonyms for retribution are recompense, reprisal, payback. Discipline. And this retribution, here's what we said. I'm going right from my notes last year. This retribution will begin in the house of God. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, 1 Peter 4.17. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? We're seeing this now and it's going to continue into this year. Retribution will result in a removal. Retribution will result in removal. People who are in government offices through fraud and deceit will be removed beginning this year. And God's going to uncover hidden sins. That is happening in the news every single day. Proverbs 28, 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. We said that last year would be a year of resources. It was a year to establish, and that needs to continue in this year. You've got to find your new resources, your new lines of supply. And my family has done that, and the Lord is opening up new lines of supply. The fourth thing we said is revival, that this would be a year of revival. You say, well, Pastor, we didn't have revival. We've had a spirit of revival, and God opened the door for us to host camp meeting. How many of you remember that? The place was full. All the parking lots were full. The church was full. They were full across the street. And we used this place to the max. We hosted conference this year. God opened the door for us to do a lot of things. We had a tent meeting, and we had 30 to 40 people that were born again, 30 people in one night in the tent meeting this year, and we praised God for that last year. You say, well, I, I didn't see revival. Well, look, a revival is happening this September 2023. A revival is happening tonight in Auburn. People are getting baptized at Red Barn with hundreds of people cheering them on. The baptism started following an event at, at Neville Arena tonight called Unite. What happened is they had a meeting and hundreds of people got baptized. They got a pond somewhere on the University of Auburn campus and it was led by the football coach Hugh Freeze. 
That's a secular university. That's not a Christian university, by the way. Then, how many of you remember Asbury? Thousands came to Asbury. They overwhelmed the, the university. They overwhelmed the little town. And they had to set up. I got the article right here from the Cincinnati uh, Inquirer. And I know that's not a Christian organization either. It's just a secular newspaper. And they're right concerning that. And, and they just they said, you know, it was an outpouring of faith. And it just said that, that they had people that came. They couldn't get them all in the little chapels, the uh, chapel, so they had to set up TVs outside. People waited in line. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were affected by that. We saw the beginning of revival on the campuses in this country. I heard about it in other campuses in other places. But look for God to break into the least expected places this year. So what is God saying about 2024? Buckle your seatbelts. Because this is going to be a year of shaking. And last year, the Lord highlighted to us the 23rd Psalm. I found 14 promises from God in that Psalm. And I spent about six weeks or more studying that familiar passage of Scripture. I believe God was comforting us. We were coming out of the pandemic. We were coming out of a difficult time. And I believe that God was using that Psalm to comfort us. It is a comforting psalm. It is a, it is a blessed psalm. But this year, God is going to highlight Psalms 24. I've read this psalm for months. 2023 was a year of testing. How many of you felt that way? How many of you were glad when 2023 said goodbye and 2024 said hello? I hope we don't feel that way this December the 31st. Where he's highlighting Psalms 24. We're moving out of a season of testing, and we're moving into a season of resting. And God is calling us up higher. And in times of shaking and fear, we must not give in to fear, and we must remember that we are a part of a kingdom who cannot be shaken. What's going to happen if the economy fails? What's going to happen if we go to a digital dollar? Pastor, what's going to happen if Social Security goes bankrupt? Well, the digital dollar and the physical dollar are not my source. Social Security is not my source. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 says this, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more it is a little while I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. We don't have to be afraid of what happens in this world because we're not of this world. We've been born again. We are citizens of a different kingdom. Hallelujah. The next verse says the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. The former house had great glory on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. But I've come to tell you that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. We're also in a time of war. The Lord's preparing us for battle. Matthew 24 describes the year that we're entering into. I'd encourage you to read Psalms 24 and Matthew 24. In Matthew 24, verses 4 and 5, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. This will be a year where these people uh, give in to deception and false prophets will arise. They're already on the scene. They're already here. They've been here throughout the ages. 
But just look for it this year. That's why we have to be careful that we hear the voice of God. Matthew 24, verse 6 and 7, you'll hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. They will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. Do you know there were 150 earthquakes that hit Japan and that part of the Pacific on the first day of the year? All of that area has been shaken. You say, is that a coincidence? I think it's just a manifestation in the natural of what's happening in the spiritual realm. We're already seeing an escalation of war in Ukraine with Russia. We could very well see this with the war in Israel if it escalates into the north with Hezbollah and Syria to the east and Iraq with the Iranian proxies. We must keep our eyes this year on North and South Korea. I saw in the news where North Korea was firing live rounds into one of the islands that is disputed over between South Korea and South Korea uh, evacuated their people. We could very well be in a world war. It only takes one or two incidences to happen. Let's say that the Houthis who are shooting missiles into the Red Sea, let's see that, by, that they hit one of our ships or one of Britain's ships or some of the ships and they sink that ship. I'm going to tell you, we could be in an all-out war. We have to pray and intercede and we need to pray not that war will come, but we need to pray that peace will come so that the gospel can continue to go into the Middle East. What is happening is the enemy is trying to stir up the Middle East because, listen, all through Iran, you hear about Iran every day in the news. You hear Fox News and they get all these senators. In Iran, there's a great revival underground. Young people are coming to Jesus I'm telling you, they, they have turned their back on Islam. They've seen how morally and spiritually bankrupt it is. And they're coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a great shaking that's taking place in Iran. It's happening across the Middle East. It's underground. It's not reported on the mainstream media. But I've come to tell you, the enemy wants to stir up war and strife to keep the gospel from going forth, to see the revival that God wants to bring into this earth. Matthew chapter 24, verse 9, it speaks of betrayal and persecution. Look at what it says. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Just recently, I read where nearly 200 Christians were massacred in a Christmas Eve rampage in Nigeria. Thousands in that area have been killed simply because they love Jesus Christ. Matthew 24, verse 12 and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We're witnessing this nightly on the news. I saw this article in the New York Post on the fourth day of this month. A mob of over 100 looters smashes car through Compton Bakery. They trash the store after taking over the street. We're going to see more of that this year, lawlessness. And that's why we need to pray here at this gate, this southern gate into the city. We have to pray and ask the Lord to protect our city, to protect our first responders, to protect those who serve us and who are keeping the peace. And we need to pray that crime and lawlessness will not come to Greenwood, South Carolina. In many cases, you say, well, it's the politicians' fault. I think it, we could trace it down to the fact that the church is prayerless that we've majored on minors, that we've got away from the mission that God's given to us. We, we think, well, I'm just, we're just going to have good services and the rapture's going to come and take me home. No, God's called us to occupy till he comes. 
Yes, he's coming. But until he comes, we're not to have our heads stuck in the sand. We're to be praying and fasting and interceding and crying out to God and speaking up for the truth and declaring what is good and saying this city is not for sale. Satan, you cannot have Greenwood County. Greenwood County does not belong to drugs and gangs, but Greenwood County belongs to the Lord. When you study the Hebraic year, there's two calendars. There's a Hebrew calendar. And then there's a Gregorian calendar. We're on the Gregorian calendar. But when you study the Hebraic year, this year is 5784. You learn that this is the year of the door, the gate. The Hebrew letter for the number four is Dalet, which is a picture of an open door or gate. One prophetic source that I read said this year should be titled A Year of Shakings. And opened doors. Another source said tremendous shakings are coming to the earth. We saw one such shaking in Israel when Hamas on October the 7th attacked and did unspeakable things to innocent men, women, and children. Now I found this interesting. Look at this. The 5,784th verse in the Bible, 5784, is found in Deuteronomy 32:25. The sword shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within for the young men and virgin, the nursing child with the man of gray hairs. This is a vivid description of what happened on October the 7th, 2023 in Israel. Notice this verse speaks of terror and both the young and old being killed. Troy Brewer said this, October 7th is literally the worst day in the history of modern Israel. It is so horrendous and out of it something was unleashed that has been unleashed throughout this earth. The 84th verse in the Bible is Genesis chapter 4 verse 4. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. This speaks to us of the altar. We're going to have to make the altar a priority this year. We need to live at the altar this year. But here's some good news. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about time we got the good news. Here's some good news. In the midst of the shaking, there's going to be a mighty revival. In the midst of confusion, we're not going to be confused. Listen, the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you, he's not confused. <laughs> he knows what to do. And if you'll listen to the voice of the Lord, if you'll be led by the Spirit, if you'll tune into heaven's frequency, you'll know what to do even in the midst of the shakings, even in times of persecution, even in times of war. I want to tell you, no matter what happens on the outside, if you've got Jesus on the inside, you will be taken care of and God will see you through in Jesus' name. God's going to visit his people with signs, wonders, and miracles this year. This will not be for the carnal-minded believer but for the sold-out ones who are committed to walking in the Spirit. You say, well, why are we not afraid of the shakings coming on the earth? Psalms 24, verse 1, listen to what it said. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. There will be war at the door, but there's going to be war at the door. Meditating the other day, and this, this dropped in my heart. The Lord highlighted Revelation 4.1. It's not in my notes, but here's what it says. I heard a voice from heaven, a door opened in heaven, 
And a voice said, come up higher. And the Lord says, you're going to have to get in that place of sitting in heavenly places with me if you're going to see the door that I'm opening for you. This is not just a thing where I'm just going to stroll through this year and get by, yeah, and just maybe God will open a door or not open a door. No, he's saying come up higher. Come up to the third heaven where I'm at. Be seated in heavenly places that Paul talked about in Ephesians. And if you'll be seated in heavenly places, I'll show you the door that you're to walk through. And I'll show you the door that you're to access. But it's going to come out of our intimate time with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for a great and effective door is open to me and there are many adversaries. I started looking this year at the number 24 and some things stood out to me. 24 is 12 times 2. 12 is one of the four perfect numbers, and 12 represents government. 12 is the number of earthly government. Then that makes 24 the number of heavenly government. Because when you see something times 2, something 2, 2 is a perfect witness. And God is witnessing to something. Now, why do we believe that 24 is a heavenly number or a heavenly government? 24 represents God's government. It's actually the number of perfect government made manifest. So this will be a time when the courts of heaven overrule the courts of man. We must learn to present our case in the courts of heaven. The Bible says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, as a pastor, I've gone and testified in court cases before. I've actually served on juries before. But one thing I learned about court is you don't go into court and plead your own case. You, you have an advocate in heaven called Jesus. You have an advocate on earth called the Holy Spirit. We plead our case in the courts of heaven. When, when God says yes and man says no, we go to the courts of heaven. And we say we need a ruling on this that will supersede the ruling of man. And I believe this year when perfect government is made manifest that the courts of heaven are going to rule for us. Am I preaching okay? Can I preach on a few more minutes? There are 24 elders that are seated around the throne of God in heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 4. Around the throne with 24 thrones, and on those thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. The 12 tribes of Israel are listed in the Bible 24 times. They are 24 apostles that are named in the New Testament. And this is one of the five governmental offices in the New Testament church. A key word for this year will be government. Governments will have to shift and change. And there's going to be a fight over government. It's going to come all the way down to the local church. I am fasting and praying now and asking God, give us direction on how we govern your people this year. How do we move in church government this year? How do we come into alignment with your word? It's going to, go, it's going to affect denominations. It's going to affect local. It's going to affect that. And by the way, this is an election year in case you didn't know. You see all the shakings already? They've indicted Donald Trump more than Al Capone. <laughs> I heard him say that the other day. <laughs> you just know, just hold on this year. There's going to be a battle concerning government this year. This election is crucial, and we must spend time at the altar concerning our nation and this election. There's a group called the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. They meet every year, and here's their word 
for 2024. I, I just want to quote this. The 2024 election is critical. The nations are watching this coming election to decide their timetable and direction for war. If a wartime president is not elected, fueled by the prayers of wartime intercessors, then our enemies will see us as weak and plan their attacks. 2025 is a potential year for wars to break out on a much larger scale. In 1 Chronicles 24, there are 24 divisions of priests. I believe that this will be a year that we must stand in the gap and make up the hedge in prayer and intercession. Exodus 22, verse 30 said, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall, stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. There are 24 hours in the day, 24 time zones on the earth. The earth is 24,000 plus miles around. I believe it seems there's a pattern connected to 24 being encircled and protected. The thrones were around the throne. They were circling around the thrones, the thrones of the elders. This year, we're going to be surrounded, and my prayer is we're surrounded by a wall of fire, by the cloud of his glory that God protects and keeps his people this year. Several weeks ago, the Lord spoke this word to me for this year. Very clearly, he said, reckoning, reckoning. This will be a year of reckoning. In 2020, remember this, we released this word. I looked back at my notes, and we made a statement. This word will be for this decade that we're in. It was the word recompense. Anybody remember that? You've heard sermons about recompense, teachings about recompense. Recompense is repayment with interest. That's what recompense is. It's repayment plus interest. Last year, we released the word retribution. Well, let me give you a couple of scriptures. Deuteronomy 32, vengeance is mine and recompense. 2 Samuel twenty two twenty one. the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he recompensed me. And last year, we released the word retribution. I, I, I talked about that earlier. Retribution is defined as deserved and severe punishment. It comes from a Latin word, and that's really what it means recompense retribution and reckoning these three words go together reckoning means a settling of accounts reckoning i don't use that word it's not a word that's on my vocabulary it's kind of where we get the word reconciliation it's where we get the word reconcile and in romans 6 this is not in our notes but in romans 6 it says i reckon myself to be dead indeed understand that word is an accounting term it means to count god's coming to settle the accounts this year proverbs 22 verse 8 he who sows in iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fail early one morning in the spring last year i was on my way to church i was worshiping coming over to the office and the Lord says, son, you're entering into a reaping season. Now, we've gotten hold of that because we believe we're coming into a reaping season. And that's why we've been doing all this work. Because we've been saying, Lord, we're preparing for the harvest that you're about to bring us. Amen. This is a reaping season. God is settling accounts. I'm almost finished. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Isaiah 2, verse 12. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning. Wow, against all those who are proud and arrogant and against all who are lifted up that they may be degraded. I want to say that again. The Lord of hosts 
will have a day of reckoning against all those who are proud and arrogant and against all who are lifted up that they may be degraded. In Hosea chapter 9 verse 7, the day of punishment has come. The days of retribution have come. Let Israel recognize it. The prophet is a fool and the inspired man is insane because of the magnitude of your guilt and hostility. If you have sown, if you've obeyed God, he's coming to settle the account. If you've been rebellious, if you've been proud, if you've refused to obey the Lord, God is coming to settle the account. God is settling accounts this year. Let me close with this, this last thought. 2024 is going to be a year of separation. There will be a renewed call to holiness this year. Now listen to me. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about purity of heart. Holiness. We don't preach a lot about holiness today. We don't hear a lot about holiness today. But the Bible says without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Now, I don't get holy by what I do, I'm holy by what he has done. I want you to get that. If I get things right on the inside, that's going to come out on the outside. But I'm talking about living a clean life and a pure life before God and men. You say, well, why do you know that? Well, look at Psalms 24, verse 3 and 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? Who is going to go into the courts of heaven? Who is going to be seated with Christ in heavenly places? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. This year we need to say, Holy Spirit, search my heart. Search my heart. Search my life. If I've allowed attitudes that are contrary to your word to creep in, then show me so I can repent of it. If I've allowed unforgiveness to stay in my heart, show me so I can deal with it. If I've got some secret area of my life that I've closed off to everybody else and I'm living in sin and disobedience, reveal it to me. So I can get free from the bondage of it. God's calling us to a place of commitment to him. To live pure. To live clean and to live holy.